The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix podcast. Tune in today. Citizens of the nation, welcome to On the Rag, a podcast for and about the mana of woman. I'm Alex Casey. I'm joined as always by Leonie Hayden. Kia And Michelle Court. Hello. We've just been in a big long meeting. We have. I, I, I enjoyed it, but I wanted it to stop so we could come and do this. <laughs> Please, thank you. It was a meeting about our telly show. It was a meeting about our telly show, which we're very excited about. You all know we have a telly show, right? I hope they know we it's have a telly show. It's hard to know show. if people know these days. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? There's two episodes, y'all. Tell us if you know. The first one is about... Period. Periodicals. <laughs> we are Captain Obvious. I was trying to say, what's, oh no, the plurals, no nothing. Did I was going to say, say Captain, Captain of the Ass? No, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Captain Obvi, oh, like pluralizing oh, oh, Obvious yeah. instead of Obvious. Captain. <laughs> you made it fancy. Captain of the Ass is a title <laughs> I can get mine. And uh, episode two is all about body, body hair. hair. Body hair the all hair all that over grows you. on all your body. Your butt. <laughs> and the rest of your body. Yeah. Thanks to the Women's Bookshop for supporting this. <laughs> it's absolute nonsense. Um, they are our sponsors. We love them very much. If you are in Auckland, go and give them a visit on Ponsonby Road. Tell them that On The Rag sent you. They love to hear that and we love to hear that too. It's a great, God, it's a great store. It is, isn't it? I'd love to go there right now, actually. Yeah. Should oh, we just cancel the podcast and go to the bookshop? Well, I tell you what we can do from 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 the comfort of our own laptops. We can visit www.womansbookshop.co.nz. Look at that the Ooh, virtual space. Oh, segue. <laughs> She's a pro. We are also giving away a book from their bookshop. It is called Biased by Jennifer Eberhardt. <laughs> I knew I was going to struggle with this. Jennifer Eberhardt. 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 Is it okay? Eberhardt. That's she good. is. Um, well, she's going to be on a bloody panel with Leonie Hayden. That's the main thing. <gasps> she is. We're going to be talking about everyday racism. Is this? Oh, this is at the Auckland Ratters Festival. It is. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer has written a very good book. Yes, she's a she's a professor of psychology at Stanford, no less. She won an, a. 2014 MacArthur Genius Award. Wow, that's a good award to that win. That sounds like a great mm. award. That's, that's more than just a participation <laughs> certificate. <laughs> Mum's got to be happy about that one. Exactly. She's bet it's framed. 2014, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, dear. I love to nag a genius. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
And she is widely considered one of the world's leading experts on racial bias. So that's what her book, Biased, is all about. And Leona, you'll be talking to her um, on, a, on a stage, I assume. We will. And ironically, so I went to the um, launch of the Writers' Festival, had a very nice time. Um, took a friend of mine who's a very smart Samoan woman with a doctorate, mm-hmm. met up with um, a lovely friend of mine who's a very smart Māori woman with a doctorate. They were getting along lovely and I took a photo of them because I was like, oh God, I'm just surrounded by these incredible brown women who are incredible. Put something on Twitter about, you know, brown girl magic at the Auckland Riders oh, launch. Oh, you crazy thing. And then someone <laughs> immediately replied, you just, you could have just referred to them as women. I don't see why the fact that they're brown has anything to do with it. I don't know why you would have mentioned their gender either. They were just well, people. Exactly. Come on, Leonie, yeah, just people. Human beingoids <laughs> in yeah. this photo bring me joy. I don't know what your specificities just, on about. I thought it was wow. such a beautiful irony that... It's a writers' festival in which I will be speaking specifically about everyday racism. And yeah, there you go. Some dude is now going to feature heavily in my corridor about <laughs> everyday racism. He played into your hands. He really did. So thanks for that, bruh. Oh my god, that's phenomenal. <laughs> Twas it a white man. <laughs> Twas a white man. Twas a white. Oh white shit. <laughs> All right. So will you buy tickets to that, I'm assuming? Were you a public airing of this? Which, yeah, <laughs> which sure. day is it on? Which which day of it's the next three? Next Wednesday. Well, oh, oh, it's a special. Next Wednesday uh, on the 15th. It's part of the University of Auckland right, yeah. panel series. They have in their own problems with corridor around racism at the moment as well, mm-hmm. which will be interesting to see how that plays out. I, of course, have had every person and their dog from the University of Auckland get in contact with me, hoping that I will speak about that on the panel. Wow. I didn't go to university. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do. I yeah, this I do. Oh, it won't go unmentioned. Good. I'll, I'll say that much. Why don't you wear a t-shirt? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Complicit in white supremacy. Hey, shout out Pearl Little Kia ora Queenie. Oh yeah, my god! Let's get yeah, it. yeah, we're jumping here. It's, ourselves, all, it's but... already happening. Um, back to the book. Mm. <laughs> if you want to win that, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash on the rag pod. We've also got a private Facebook group called On the Rag Twenty Four Seven, which is. Um, it's growing. It's it's growing, right? It's a We're, big community it's now. It's a big community now. And what we've decided to sort of do is we've given away a bit of the uh, authority, I guess, on the, the page. Moderating, the, the moderating. Yeah, the moderating. We've shared the, the kaitiaki of the page. Aye, aye. Kaitiaki Tanga has been shared with five of our five of our friends mm-hmm. on the page. And potentially more coming. Might add, might add another wave in there. Because, yeah, we've realised that it's kind of come into its own. It's now... It's bigger than us. And we want to keep it open and also safe, which is mm-hmm. why it needs somebody to keep an eye on the many, many posts that are being put up. Many, so, many. Many, many, Totally. Many. So that so is On good. The Rag 24-7. We're also on Twitter and on Instagram at uh, On The Rag Pod, I think. Just search it and you'll be able to find it. <laughs> I've forgotten what the handle is. The Google box will have an answer. <laughs> Um, should we talk about body hair? So our latest On The Rag web series episode was all about body hair. It came out last week. Yes. You can watch it on YouTube and on Facebook, on the spinoff. Um, God, it was, a, it was a ride, wasn't it? It was a ride. And, and the person who wrote it the best, well, I don't know why <laughs> I said that, but I thought the brave, the courage, the courage was, uh, was so much in you, Alex. Yeah. Having so... your very first Brazilian on camera. Oh, no. God, yeah. oh, stop it. Yeah. Oh, don't give me the Genius Award. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, really? I'm really not prepared. <laughs> I'd like to thank. <laughs> it was so beautifully done. You oh, were so honest that's... and authentic. And I'm here to have my vagina waxed. <laughs> it was just a really the, my favorite great way bit. to introduce yourself to you a said, beauty receptionist. You said to Claire, I feel so vulnerable. And she said, perfect. <laughs> she was amazing. And look, she I mean, for great. all that. As Claire said to me, as many women I've spoken to about this, it's also just a completely normal thing yeah. that so many yeah. people get done. And I had all, always felt sort of, I've always wanted to try that. So then at the meeting when Robin, our director, was mm. like, who wants to get a Brazilian on camera? And I just went, yeah, <laughs> without thinking about anything We didn't even have to get that. straws out <laughs> or anything. Um, I didn't think about the angles, didn't think about my... No, I'm not going to talk about my double chin. Body positivity, body positivity. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think you about my double great. chin. You, you looked, looked fab. Don't think about my double chin. I just laughed so hard. And then when you invoked the hairless, the hairless, of course it's hairless, the pink river dolphin. It's going And to then be. it popped up on the screen. Oh, my God, I thought I was going to, like, vomit from laughing so hard. <laughs> it was an interesting thing to unpack. The thing I was most worried about is well, I've realised I'm actually okay with pain. You know, that was obviously a concern going into it. But yeah. I don't know if it was just the phenomenal job that they did at on-off waxing studios in Britomart. <laughs> hashtag not sponsored, but hashtag gifted. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was the idea of having, like, being pants off. Yeah. Full noise. Oh, and your little socks the when they My flipped you socks. over as well. <laughs> Also, just the phrase put you over. <laughs> One of the it's many amazing. moments. Because even though, you know, nothing, it's it's very dignified, but you were still in a room with many people who it's ha- not dignified. you don't usually show your nethers to. Exactly. Poor Nani, you know, she was on the second camera. She was she was right up there. But they give you this little paper G string. And it doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's no just a mental. It. It's just yeah. like a it's, it's a comfort a, blanket. Exactly. Well, it's a corner of a comfort blanket. <laughs> it's, okay. it's a very small piece of a comfort. But it's more it was, of a comfort suit. <laughs> as soon as she put it on, she yanked it to one side and was like, "Now you hold that there forever." And I was like, "Well, all my things. What about all my things that are out?" <laughs> but she was used to it. Like she reckons she's. Done. Claire, the woman who waxed me, had been waxing for 19 years. Yeah. And she says she reckons they do about 30,000 Brazilians a year or something crazy like that. And you, I think you asked her, but she, she's not even looking. Like if you asked no. her, if you put some vulva in a lineup at the end of her working day, I don't <laughs> think she'd be able to tell you which one she had in. Mm, mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, she's that not. was my 10.30 yeah, yeah. appointment. <laughs> Hello, Claire. She's just not looking. She's just doing the job. Yeah. She's just doing the job. A friend of uh, mine's little sister started working at, at a beauty therapy place recently, and she'd never done waxing, but she reckons by the end of the first day, it was normal. You're like, over it. Her, yeah. The first client, she was like, whoa, and then the end of the, like a few hours later, it was just like, this is nothing to me anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It doesn't take long to get desensitized to yeah. the sight of all of those hairy vulvas asking. To- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to wash perm solution off the hair of old ladies, and that was like, that was gnarly. Did you? Yeah. Was it, did it remain gnarly? No, you got used to it. I got used to it. Yeah, yeah. I got used to it. But I didn't like it at first. I guess it's just any job. (laughs) But yeah, it was an interesting episode. Obviously, we came away with key learnings. It's obviously a very personal thing, like you said, so there's a lot of differences within there. I didn't want to sort of be like, Brazilian's good, Brazilian's bad. Mm. Um, Either way. We also, there was... um, 
you had an, a very interesting interview with uh, Nikolai. With Nikolai Talamahina, who's an amazing trans musician, and we thought we would get him in to talk about how growing facial hair has helped define his identity. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's like that's why sort of the episode doesn't really end with a hair patriarchy bad kind of a thing because it can be informed by so many different things. Yeah. At this point in Western society, shit is complicated. So totally. it's not up to us to be like, this is bad. It plays mm. many different roles. It really does. It Absolutely. really does. One of the things that we didn't have in the episode that it struck me when we I, when I watched it back was um, we were talking about how a lot of people trim their lady gardens trim yeah. the edges and and one or other of you talked about the chances of inflicting harm on oneself oh, yes. you used the word labiaplasty and that yeah. just made me it's, cross my legs it's and what made me write this down <laughs> so a handy tip that I didn't think of oh. until now is that what you can once you've trimmed your edges with your your implement of choice I think my, I said mine was secateurs <laughs> that's not or true. a small size <laughs> was the <small size>. other <laughs> option uh, no, none of that's true it's amazing what you say under pressure um, but one of the useful things if you want to do something about the length but you want to be very careful that you're not snipping off any of the bits and pieces of yourself that you <laughs> really treasure you get a comb and a pair of scissors and so you put the comb into the into oh. the hair and you cut across the top of the plastic comb so like there's, a hairdresser yeah so the scissors never go anywhere near your body they're on the comb right. wow. and it's a really safe way of making sure that um, you don't do yourself any lasting labiaplasty damage. That's a, that is a bloody cool tip. Anyway, just thought I'd share that. It is true though, isn't it? The risk is always there. And it's just something yeah. that people have yeah. just, no one's talking about. <laughs> well, you don't, nobody tells you that they've gone to A&E because they've, no. oh, oh, can we stop talking about that? Yeah, no, no, let's move on. Sorry about that. I'm not good with But blood. yes, watch it on all of the pages. <laughs> it's on the, on the rag page, it's on the spin-offs Facebook, it's on the website, it's on yeah. our YouTube. We'd really love it if you could give it a thumbs up and yeah. just show your support. Some of us have put our uh, buttholes on the line <laughs> for, that, for that episode. Oh, I love Crazy. my weezy love. The butthole was the easiest part. I'll put it, <laughs> Tina's nodding. Tina knows. It's not a sentence people make often. That's <laughs> new. <laughs> oh dear! What else? <laughs> had to know where to go what after else that. We talk about that. Well, you had a cool tip. Is, have we got any cool tips uh, aside from? Um, oh yeah, apart from the comb, pub, that was, pub that's trimming that's... mini barber shop. Yes. <laughs> Mine's just I've started using oils on my face. Oh, so I've long, I've long nice, resisted nice. the oil movement as an oily person. Mm-hmm. It seems counterintuitive yep. to me to no. pile on more oil, but. Um, the lovely Chelsea at Go Native, who's sort of a friend of the spin-off, has changed my life, really, right. by giving me these face oils. So you, like, replenish the oils in your face rather than strip them away and then force your face to create more oil. Yes. because so that's what I've been in. Because the theory is that if you put oil on the oily face, your face goes, I don't need to make some. Exactly. You just put some on. Let's just chill out. Don't, yeah. don't they feel amazing? Clock off for the day. Exactly. Softness. I don't know. I just I I like it. I've always I've spent a lot of money on skin products in my life, and I've always been of the opinion that the more kind of acids, the more salicylic, the more um, benzoyl peroxide, etc., the stronger it is. But I'm now changing my philosophy oh, yeah, on that's that. Good. So I'm into oils. 
No, I started using that. oil in my hair, actually. I Ooh. got um, a mm-hmm. bottle of Kawa Kawa oil from I Am ah, Eva, yes. also a friend of the spinoff. And I had like an itchy scalp. And also my hair's quite fluffy now that I've cut it all off. So I was like, I wouldn't mind oh my God. delivering the oil to oil. the itchy scalp situation and then not having such fluffy hair. Yeah. Weirdly. Wasn't my tip. But no. Yeah, I like using. Season. I do coconut oil when I'm away in summer and swimming a lot in the ocean. Oh, that's a good and, idea. Yeah, and, and and I really like the way it feels like it seals yeah. your and it stops mm. it doing the frizzy, dry, fried thing. This is why our Pacifica sisters mm-hmm. have such gorgeous shiny hair. Mm-hmm. They're all yes. about that coconut oil life. Yeah, love it. Smells good too. Yeah. My tip is a really stupidly boring one. I love it. But has weirdly made a great difference to my everyday routine. So uh, I don't know who else uses red seal toothpaste. It's a sort of slightly natural-ish toothpaste. But it clogs up the little squeezy nozzle like no other toothpaste I have ever used and just results in this like molehill of toothpaste on top so you can't close the cap or get anything out. Yeah. I don't know why this particular toothpaste does this. And so I got a new tube and I was just – now I just take – I screw off the whole cap. <gasps> don't force it through the nozzle. I don't force it through the nozzle. I just screw off the whole cap the whole... and then put that on my toothbrush and then put the cap back on and now I don't have this problem. And I know that that is banal. I know <laughs> no, that is totally stupid. But the clogged toothpaste thing just bugged me every fucking morning. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, pr- and then again at night when you're going and to bed. So night, that's, exactly. a, that's a booking shit day. So, you know, it's one less frustration. <laughs> just did a shucker yeah. to, to demonstrate <laughs> the booking shit day. so cool. That's I a am. great tip. So cool. You know what I wish I did that with? Tomato sauce. Yeah. That little bit. Yeah. That little bit. And then when it does pop out, it's so disgusting. <laughs> it's a little hard. <laughs> sounds like little hard nub. I think that's a really good tip and I think you get a genius certificate too. I think oh my so. god, thanks guys. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, uh, I want to thank um, my mum and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> the good people at Red Seal, hashtag not sponsored, but also you can send us some product if you want. <laughs> oh dear, really leaning into that, this pod. <laughs> ah, was there anything else you had, Michelle, no, tip-wise? That's, uh, that's the sum total of my hot tips for the month. That was the hottest tip I've heard. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, hey, Mother's Day is coming up. Woo! Oh, this, cool. this Sunday? Yeah, yeah yes. It is on this Sunday. Sunday. The daughter alert. There's been some quite interesting um, takes from... Mm brands on what mums really want for Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> the likes of Michael Hill Jeweler and Farmers. Farmers. Um, Weigh her. <laughs> Shave her. Shave her. She needs to be Shave. hairless she and she needs to know her number. This was a catalogue. I don't know how this, um, oh, hold on, let me find it. It was something like the stats on it were, in, it was like 11 different um, scales. Yeah. Electronic little depilatory. Dep- dep- yep, yep. What are they called? Epilators. Dep- epilators. Epilators. Yeah. So Emily writes the wonderful Emily writes wrote about this farmer's yep. catalogue for the spin-off um, and basically scripted what she just imagined the conversation was at, at Farmers HQ when they were putting the catalogue together, which was just a whole bunch of group of dudes named Steve. <laughs> Who eventually just end up yelling, shave her, weigh her at each other. Weigh her. Shave her. Weigh her. Because, yeah, the the catalogue was very shave and weigh heavy. 
And also it's after that, she'll funny. want to cover herself in Vaseline. <laughs> 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 and maybe when she's naked, shaved, and covered in petroleum jelly, she might want to weigh herself. <laughs> That's what we do. That's my it's dream. It's great. But how grim is this? So, yeah, it was 11 hair removal devices, ranging from electric razors to epilators, an electric toothbrush, two foot massage kits, a, ro- a robotic back massager, brackets, not a useful one that's actually a vibrator, and five <laughs> bathroom scales, ranging in price from $49 to $125. Which is really, I see, the thing that blew my mind about this is that it, it's really easy to buy, I find, gifts for women because we have broad tastes. We yeah. like things to eat and drink and read and watch and um, things that make us smell good and look good. And so why the focus on removing body hair and weighing yourself? It weigh her. Weigh her. <laughs> it seems so weird. I mean, I do struggle often to find presents for the men in my life. So mm-hmm. I just don't bother. <laughs> but women are easy to shop for and fun to shop for. And nobody wants any of the things in their catalogue. Yeah. Nobody. No, no, no. If somebody gave me bathroom scales as a gift... <gasps> I just would be homicide. I would Godzilla the house if someone gave me. I would just stamp around crushing people and things if someone gave me a pair of scales. It is not a gift. Nor is a vacuum cleaner. Nor is a fry pan. Nor as a hose. Tina's no, like, I would quite like a Dyson. Okay. But I would love one of those Dysons that you can put on the ceiling. <laughs> those little, you know those ones? Those little magic wand ones? Yeah. Yeah, you okay. know. All right. All right. So, yeah. All right. I mean, sometimes, like you say, it's hard buying for men. When it comes around to Christmas time and I have to buy my, my older half-brother's gifts, I become the most, like, conservative, sexist. You know, or not sexist. What's, like... Traditional. traditional. Traditional is the word I'm looking for. And I just bought them like this thing that fits into your wallet. I actually should have bought one of these for myself. It's just a great, it's just a great gift. But it's like a credit card size metal steel and it's like an Allen key thing, a bottle opener, oh, I love it. Oh, a yeah. ruler. And it's like it's all these little things you just slip in your wallet. But yeah, I was just like, there you go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Have a gadget. Allen key, I think. <laughs> yeah. One thing I can say is, I mean, I don't don't bother with the foot massager thing for Mother's Day. Give me a I foot bought, massage. I bought my mum one of those a few years ago, and she didn't use it once. Mm. Yeah, it's so much better. Why don't you just give somebody a foot massage? It's a much nicer idea. It's personal, and yeah. it's you made it yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one present I do quite like giving my mum, if this is something that helps anyone, mm. is I give her manicures. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Like, and I'm not going to bother with like a. This voucher entitles you to one free manicure because, you know, parents never use it and then the kid never does the thing. But actually, oh, you like, do it yourself? I take it myself. Ah. I do it myself. And I, like, Aww. have, like, the moisturiser and the da-da-da and I give my mama a manicure. That is lovely. Yeah, which she really likes. And, and then we just yarn about intimate stuff. Intimate chatting. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's really, really good. Which I plan on doing again this Mother's Day, like which it. also is the same day as my mother's birthday, which is a lot of pressure. So are you just are you just doing that for your like your mum, or are you going to do that for like your work mum, work and, mom. Your, oh. and your school mum, my school mum, your sky mum? Probably not my sex mum, but um. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh huh. About your feelings, mum. Oh, you're definitely <laughs> one for my feelings, mum. Get on your Michael Hill jeweler. Celebrate all mums this Mother's Day. Your mum and your work mum. What's a work mum? 
I guess it's the person <laughs> at work who picks up your shit. Who tells you when it's dishes time. <laughs> the person who Too does eh? the emotional labour for you, you <laughs> sad fuck. <laughs> who remembers the birthdays and gets the cake yeah. and actually is a functioning fully formed human being. Who would probably <laughs> rather get on with her own yeah. job. I made the mistake uh, when one of our sort of perceived work mums was, it was her actual birthday and thinking, oh, no one's going to organise a cake because she's the one that organises the cake. So da, da, da. And I was so fucking wrong. The the boy, the boy mums <laughs> yeah, yeah. organised yeah. her a beautiful cake Aww. and I was like that's right I work somewhere that doesn't perform like that like so many other places where I have worked where mm. where I'm the work mum who never gets cake on my birthday because I'm the one that remembers the birthdays and it made me very happy to work where yeah. we work an office full of mums and of course this is <laughs> full of dad mums work mums brother mums brother sister mums boy mums starting to sound a bit sort of Mormon um <laughs> So the sad thing about this is, from Michael Hill Jeweler, is that all he wants to do is for you to buy gifts not just for your the woman who raised you, mm. but for lots of other people. So instead of buying one present, you're going to buy yeah. 17. So it's, it's just a commercial proposition. But what it does is suggest that there are people in your life who will fulfill the function of your caretaker and nurturer and that you don't have to be responsible as a grown-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do have one colleague who I like to joke about being his mum, but it's never involved me having to actually do anything. <laughs> it mostly is just what the excuse I use to tell him off and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give his ear a tweet. Or call him yeah. bub. Because it's just like an excuse to call a grown man bub. It's perfectly bub. acceptable. How you doing, bub? From where I am. Yeah, I think so. But then I saw the ad and I felt bad. Like, I was like, oh my God, am I perpetuating this like toxic work mum culture? Mm. I don't mm. think I am. $59 if you want to treat your work mum from Michael Dollar. Oh, really? What are you, you going to buy? Oh, just like a, what looks like a, a silver a earrings. earrings. <laughs> I'd be so creeped out if my workmate bought me silver earrings. <gasps> I would be really I creeped know. out if somebody who wasn't my child gave me a Mother's Day present. <laughs> <laughs> it just occurred to me how d- just that's disgusting. It is really it's bizarre. So weird. That's horrible. <laughs> um, but work wife is also quite a um, oh. common trope. So oh. when when are we going to see that start popping oh. up in advertising? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Yeah, it's your actual creepy. spouse would not be happy with you buying a Valentine's present for no, a workmate. Work by the way, and why don't we just have like grown-up um, adult relationships with the people that we work with? When mm. we're, is it? Oh, sorry, am I being crazy? I think, yeah, I think you've gone too far. Expectations, <laughs> Michelle. Jeez, get out. Like, it is. It's that old thing that uh, I can't remember who originally said it, but you know that men only really ever meet three women in their lives: their, their mother, their sister, and their daughter, and they try to make every woman that they meet one of those three people. And this is kind of encouraging that attitude: that you're either the nurturer, the 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 partner, or the um, the person that you can um, uh, be condescending and patronising to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So let's not do that. Let's not do that, Michael Hill. Yeah. And quit your weird Dancing with the Stars promos while you're here. I don't want to see Michael Hill playing the violin ever again. <laughs> it's a shocking image. Really? Is he good at it? I don't know. They play some 
ditty over it. He's never going to be really our sponsor, is he? Yeah, he's not there. Be, sponsor, not. It wasn't really on the cards. Lots of mums here. Talking mums. <laughs> <laughs> we are your talking mums. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Well, yeah. So get your mum something she actually wants. Yeah. And, and maybe just maybe don't, ask don't, her. don't think about a work mum ever again. No, My mum's quite a diva in regards to Mother's Day. I took her out. Well, I got invited to a, a, a film screening and I knew she'd love it because it was about Scrabble. So I was like, oh, mum, we can go out to this and there's a free wine and it's your Mother's Day present. She's like, but you didn't pay for it. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, mum, you want me to drop the cash? Wow. <laughs> so I'm worried if I was like, here's a manicure, she'd be like, yeah, <laughs> take me to St. Luke's, take me to Professional. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I think- do have to get another present on top of the manicure. Uh, no, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the greatest gift that we can give our mothers is our time. <laughs> So, and no, I mean that. I actually mean that. that. Mm, I do mean that. that. It's just a voice. But it's just, wish the gift you can give is time. Your time, your undivided. Put your phone down. Mm. Put your phone down. Look at your mum. Do you know what, though? Putting your phone down is something I need to say to my parents in order to get them to pay attention to me. (laughs) Yeah. They have iPads. They are surgically attached to their iPads. (laughs) I go home to visit. I don't live in the same city as my parents. So I, you know, I do have to give them my time in order mm-hmm. to spend time with them, and then they sit there in their fucking armchairs oh. on their iPads. Oh. What are they doing on those? <gasps> That's what my mum does. Maybe they're playing my mum. We're both just sitting there being like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to be like, you young people and your devices, ha ha ha. No, but actually, pay attention to me. <laughs> You know that you can just turn the Wi-Fi off. I've done that. <laughs> they would not know how to turn it back on I know, again it's as great. Well. You just go and flick the switch on the modem and they go, oh, it's cut out. <laughs> you paid the bill, Mum? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. That's good. Hey, speaking of Wi-Fi, a viral image of some human breasts <laughs> went viral on that the Wi-Fi the this segue. month. <laughs> that is the best segue. Oh dear! I saw this. Did you? Where, where were you when you saw the viral breast? I was sitting in my office, and I see. I think it's beautiful. Yep. And because I, I, I read a lot of the comments that said that they people wanted to, you know, wish they could unsee it, and I just think it's stunning. Mm. So this is the image of we're used to seeing the musculature of the human if the human is a man, mm-hmm. and the lady's musculature has the, these amazing. Um, uh, flowers, which are the milk ducts that go to the nipple, which remind me of the kind of doilies my grandmother <laughs> used to crochet. They're just stunning. It's uh, I find it really beautiful. Mm. See, I remember the Im- this image <gasps> very vividly from my Form 3 science textbook. Oh. You've seen this. So I was, maybe not this exact image, but what women's musculature looks like. Right. I learned that in third form. So I was more surprised that the world seemed to react uh-huh. like we did in third form. Right. <laughs> to this image of what women's breasts look like underneath. I couldn't believe that the world had gone so crazy about that. People went, yeah. What like, did? What was your response at third form? Was that beautiful or No, we all just went, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, as you do. Mm. But we kind of did that about a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah, sure. Mm. But at this point in my life, it wasn't a surprise when 
the image started circulating because I have seen it yeah. before. But you're right. It's not usual that that's how human musculature is shown. It's no, because ma- male body is, 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 nor- is the default and mm-hmm. women's bodies are the yeah. flawed version or the, the one with the, with the design change. Mm. I'm not um, great with medical stuff, though, so I'm still a little bit like, yeah. but ah. it's not because it's women's musculature. It's just because it's the inside of a human. Yeah. Oh, that makes me feel weird. How really do you do pretty. with the, um, the Rock DJ video? I ha- no, no, saw it once and never yeah. again. <laughs> Disgusting. What's the Rock DJ video? Where Robbie Williams is, like takes off his skin. I'm doing, oh, I'm doing oh, a slow down. Right, right. Starts throwing oh, sorry. Yes, of course. And... Oh, I was, I, think, I was thinking about the commercial radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. How do you deal with a rock DJ? Yeah. I hate them all. <laughs> it's a good question, too. Yeah. But yeah, I had never seen anything like it before. I think the closest I got was the Life Education Caravan as a child, and they had Tam. And Tam was a lady who had half of her skin off on her torso. Oh, yeah. So you could see everything on the inside. But I don't remember seeing that. I remember the boob looking more like just sort of like a brain. Like I had like the fatty like brain looking ah. thing. It didn't have this gorgeous flower thing, which has also since kind of been not disproved, but just that it, it's not entirely accurate, <laughs> this picture here. Right. So it's another Is it at least not quite as tidy as that? I think it's not, yeah. Yeah, I, think it's I not don't remember as tidy it as being as, as tidy as that either. But I yeah. Like it. I like it. Just I like to think to that show. I might look like that under, in, underneath my skin. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. I yeah. don't know what I'm talking about. Yep. It is just another another sad truth, though, that we just don't actually even really know what our own bodies look like yeah. because That's true. of the way we've been taught about them. I know that Michelle has a really great mansplain moment. We've been trying. Mm. We've been sort of retiring the segment recently. Mm-hmm. Like I said off mic, I just tend not to speak to many <laughs> new men. I feel like I'm at capacity. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're I've full. got enough men around. They're yeah. all good. Yeah. So I don't really encounter mansplain situations. But Michelle, you're out there. I'm out there all the time. And I do conferences. So I, <laughs> um, I meet strangers. I meet people I've never met before. And we get on and, and that's great. But every now and then... Quite often, the the most common mansplain for me is that a technician will hand me a microphone. Um, I've been using handheld microphones for 30 years now, and they will hand me a microphone and show me how to turn it on and where the mute button is, and I just stare at them now and yep. mutter things about <laughs> not first rodeo. <laughs> not, not my first rodeo, and um, but anyway, so that's what usually happens. But I had a really sweet one. So when I'm doing conferences and we have breaks and you have to get a lot of people back together in a room by a particular time, and it's important that they are on time, I have a, a hooter that makes me sound like I'm a clown on a unicycle because <laughs> I like <laughs> the juxtaposition of running a corporate event and sounding like a clown on a unicycle. And I've had this hooter for a very long time, and I took it to this conference, and I went into the lunch, you know, where they're having lunch, and where I hooted my hooter, and instead of going, ow, ow, it's actually better than that, but it went, (laughs) (laughs) and I went, oh, no, it's broken, and tried it again, it's still broken, and and so, you know, a hooter is made of a rubber ball that you squeeze and a metal tube, right? Sounds complicated. Yeah, so it's got a lot of moving parts. <laughs> and so a dude came over and said, hang on, I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> and he took my hooter, expecting it to go, and it went, 
And he, he sort of looked at it and handed it back. I said, did you just mansplain my hooter to me? And he went, yeah, I probably did. And just as we were laughing about that, another man came over and said, I'll, I can, I'll fix it for you. I'll show you. I'll show you how it works. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, they just the idea that they, as men, could make a broken thing work by squeezing it. I mean, there are limited ways of squeezing the air ball on a hooter, right? Yeah. There are, there's not a lot of technique involved. There's not a lot of but skill. your feeble lady hands mm. might still be doing might it wrong. It. Might have been it. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, no, it was oh, it was broken, as I said, beautiful. after I used it the first time. Oh, it's broken, I said in a voice that was audible to human ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was my favourite. I loved it. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, Were they sheepish at all? Was there any sort of remorse? When I, when I said to the guy, you just mansplained my hooter to me, he went, Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> so he knew that he'd been a dick. I think they were just really hoping some magic would happen and when they touched the hooter it would work. Yeah. Like, you know what men are like with hooters. So there you go. That's my story. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, man. Man's blame my hooter. <laughs> that's your next book title. It is. <laughs> Um, another thing that happened, well, last month, sorry we're a bit late by the way as well, it's May, we're talking about stuff that happened in April. Um, there was an interesting instance of a woman who was essentially asked to leave a pool in, where was it, near Albany, because of her bikini and that it had sort of raised concerns with other members of the pool. And she, they sort of asked if she could get changed or cover up and she chose to leave because of course... You'd feel you'd feel terrible horrible yeah. if somebody yeah. if somebody asked you to do that. It's really interesting the story because I mean, not that it really matters either way. Women's bodies are policed constantly, regardless if they're wearing too many clothes or too little clothes, or not the right whatever, not the right thing on their head or the wrong thing on their head. Mm. Um, it was women who were complaining. Yeah, according to the news stories about this woman's glasses bikini, which. Doesn't seem. Glassons don't do kind of wildly provocative. I mean, they're bikinis. Yeah. So they're a two piece. But yeah. Not. On the other hand, they're not constructed super well. So they are sort of quite loose. The material's not really designed with actual figures in mind, actual grown women's figures. So. I I can imagine it probably was quite skimpy. There's a photograph of the of the not of the woman but of the bikini that she was wearing, and I mean the top looks sort of sports bra ish, the bottoms uh, sort of. But but I guess sorry a whole bunch of things. She'd been wearing it for a while at the pool. Like I don't mean that day. She'd been going there for a number of weeks wearing that bikini, and it hadn't been a problem before. And I, I what I want to know why anybody is upset. Yeah, exactly. I, what what is bothering you about? I mean, if you saw if it was a g-string back, I don't know that I would care. Why would you care? Why who? I just I. I don't understand why yeah. the, a woman in a bikini is I mean, offensive. Most mm. togs, regardless, are one centimetre away from looking at a naked person. Right? Togs, togs, kind of undies, undies, The point of togs is to be as naked as possible yeah. Yeah. without breaking any laws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the idea that one person could look more naked than someone else in their tiny amount of material that they're using to simply cover their genitals, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm also weird. I'm really aware that every time I put togs on and go out in public, you know, not like to the mall, but to the <laughs> beach, it takes a certain amount of psyching yourself into it, gathering your self confidence, yeah. self belief. Mm-hmm. I have a right to go for a swim in yeah. a bathing suit. Yeah. So you do all of that, putting your mental psychological armor on, go for a swim. You're wearing that thing to the public pool for weeks and weeks and weeks, and then suddenly somebody says oh the ladies are uncomfortable with you and the it's humiliating and yeah yeah it's just a continuation of the won't someone think of the children sort of mindset that somehow being exposed to a human body is gonna make them grow up into sexual deviants yeah Mm. and it also goes to show it doesn't i was trying to find the news story there was something last year where this woman was on the beach i think it was a north shore beach and she walked past some people who sort of said some comments um, and she posted a big proud photo of herself on the beach on Facebook and went sort of semi-viral saying, I don't give a fuck what people think. This is my body. I love it. I'm going to wear this bikini. Um, so it just goes to show, I mean, she was, I think, maybe a size 16 to 18. This woman, I don't know, was it an 8 to 10? It doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter what yeah. you're looking like. There's always going to be some kind of yeah, framework policing. or policing yeah. um, telling you, you're not right to yeah. Yeah. wear your togs. Which is just wild. It's just, it's as inane as me complaining about like old men in their speedos. Yeah, which I haven't done, but We'd maybe like I to. will. Maybe I will. Yeah, and but I and I but I wouldn't. I mean, I do. I snicker at <laughs> at men in speedos because I do find them amusing. But I'm not going to complain because it, it's not going to turn me into anything. It's not going to turn my exactly. granddaughter into or grandson into anything. It has no effect. It's just a human body in a piece of clothing it's just so unkind as well it is. isn't it's it really really to make a decision and then and go to the authorities yeah. even if it is just like someone at a pool that would be such a kind of shatter, earth shattering yeah. thing to suddenly go my place where i like to go where i've been and fine. exercise and feel good in my body mm. Yeah. Mm. is no longer a safe place for me it's bloody it's bloody bullshit so i hope that i hope that ladies are okay and i hope anyone out there who feels you know just get out there in your bikini and fuck yeah. everyone else. Yes. It's a bit but cold though at the moment, isn't it? People, people are going to be a dick no matter what size you are, no matter what you look like, no matter what you're wearing. And so. it's all about them, right? It's all about whatever that person who's complaining, it's all about whatever's happening in their mm, brains yeah. that's led them to do that. Yeah. If nothing, you were one of those people that complained about the young lady's bikini, I hope you reflect on your behaviour. I hope somebody gives you a pair of scales and <laughs> a vacuum cleaner for Mother's Day. There you go. <laughs> Oh, fabulous. What else is on the agenda? What else do we want to talk about? Da-da-da-da-da-da. We talked about the viral boobs. I wanted to talk a bit about some body stuff that I've sort of been working on for the spin-off. I've been working on this body positivity story um, looking at influencers who all of them almost collectively hate that word, but we haven't quite found another word for it yet. Sure. I was like, would you prefer thought leader? <laughs> and none of them preferred that either. <laughs> They're just women who have stumbled upon quite a big following because they are cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and one of the women I interviewed for it is Ali Garrett, who doesn't live in New Zealand anymore. She, she lives in Sydney now, but she used to kind of write for the wireless uh, in New Zealand. And she does a whole lot of uh, sort of fat activism and stuff like that. And the reason I wanted to talk about it is because of the new Avengers film. Okay. And this is going to be a spoiler. Have you seen it, Michelle? No, I haven't. Tina? Is this the final? The, the, yes. The this one is Endgame. Hashtag oh, don't spoil okay. the endgame. Okay. 
Okay. So no- if you don't want to know any, I've kind of already spoiled it in that long segue. Not really. No. no. I've seen it and I still don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just zim forward five or ten minutes if, if you're if you're freaked out about this. But I came out ages ago, guys. Come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you care that much to get mad nice. about spoilers, and you still this haven't gone nice. to see. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thor. Thor. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard yeah. of him. Yep. So when the Avengers uh, return together to 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 fight the big final battle, they have to go find Thor, and they find him kind of washed up in this little coastal village somewhere, and he's fallen on hard times. He's started drinking, and, and I don't know. I, I sort of subtext was like smoking weed. I don't know. He just, yeah. he's got an energy about him. He's got an energy about him. He looks like <laughs> the dude from Big Lebowski. Totally, and he's got this really big pot belly. Which is like played for laughs repeatedly throughout the film because he co- is constantly re-meeting these people from his past to you know kind of look him up and down and you've let yourself go, mate. Exactly, and it was really interesting because I immediately thought, oh, okay, that's kind of that's kind of weird. I don't know, like the whole idea of like the fat suit and um, it being a source of humor, but obviously that's not my place to say. So. I was uh, weekend editing the spin-off the other week and I came across this amazing blog written by uh, a local fat activist um, called Cat Paws. Paws, eh? Paws? I never quite know how to say her last Cat name. Cat Paws is the Cat best Paws. name in the world. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm pretty sure that's her name. That might be her Twitter name. And she had written this really interesting blog about how she felt watching that. Right. And the message that it sent to her about her body, that it was wrong or that it was funny and it was also a symbol of it's only ever used when a person lets themselves go right. or isn't the right, isn't in the right, you know, the right yeah. version of themselves. It's used as like a very um, a negative thing in, in popular culture. And she just wrote a blog sort of about her point of view on that and how it made her feel watching that and hearing lots of people laugh at a body that, you know, was closer to hers than Captain America's. And I thought it was a really amazing piece. So we republished it on the spinoff. And watching the vitriol roll in on the comments was just so demoralizing. Really? People were so, so angry about it. And it just made me furious. <laughs> it made me really furious. And it yeah. got me sort of thinking a lot about how, like, the kind of fat phobia and that's just one of the last things I feel like that people can't yeah. quite get their heads around. Yeah. And there were people just For sort of sure. being like, it's funny, he's fat, it's just funny. What's wrong with that? And it was sort of like... Are you not going to interrogate why you think that's funny even for a second? Exactly. And she did say, you know, in the film, Thor continues to have that body in the battle scenes and everything like that. He's still a superhero with a fat body, which is, you know, she even acknowledged in the piece is super awesome. Cool. And something you've never seen before. But it was like, I mean, why couldn't he have always been like that? Yeah, yeah. Why did it have to be like fallen on hard times? I just thought it was really interesting. And I've also learned that, Avengers fans are pretty angry. (laughs) Superhero fans feel very, uh, um, they feel like they own those characters. And and if you dick around with them, it's like you've broken into their house and smashed up their furniture. Mm. You know, that that reaction to women Ghostbusters was a Mm. really good example. I'm not superheroes, but they just feel ownership of those characters and how dare you. Um, suggests that anything as it's presented shouldn't be presented that way. I just, and they don't seem to be open to having that discussion because I'm not sure that I 
and t- I mean, I want to think about it, but mm. I'm not. Sh- I I can see that if you want to show a change in a character whose whole raison d'être is being um, uh, powerful and fit, and you want to show change, that that's the obvious way to show the change, mm. you know. And uh, you could make him go grey and wear glasses instead or something. I mean, it's a conversation I'd like to have. It doesn't make me mad at her. Totally. It's it's the, it's it's the that aggressive response that's so amazing. And yeah, you're right, the, the the fat thing, you know, people who wouldn't be racist and who would work very hard at not being sexist will still make fat jokes yeah. about, you know, Jerry Brownlee. I've been guilty yeah, of that in yeah. the past before. Totally. Yeah. And Hollywood I, needs to retire the fat suit completely. Yeah. And that was kind of her point. Like, it was mm. like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it could well be the re- the reality of the story. Reality where <laughs> everything, everything, there's a Hulk. Um, <laughs> but the reality could be that could well be what happened to Thor in that moment. But that's all that she gets yeah. representation-wise, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always a fat suit. So she kind of ends the piece being like, you know, watch things like uh, Shrill with um, A.D. Bryant. Oh, um, But yeah, celebrate, okay, you know, yeah. people like Rebel Wilson, people who are promoting a different yeah. body in the mainstream, in mainstream popular culture. Yeah. Um, and just be conscious of it. It's not even like boycott Avengers or anything like that. All she was sort of saying Yeah, is, have a good discussion. Just think about be it. Be it, It's that whole thing that people... But yeah, the idea that it's like, if anything is slightly criticised, it must be bad. And it doesn't mean it's bad yeah, at yeah. all in the same way that like, you know, it's it's not as black and white as that. But it was just, it was a very interesting weekend on the internet for me. Yeah. Mm. I was pretty annoyed. <laughs> Side note, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel mm. in the latest Avengers yes. has had a bit of a, like a haircut or whatever. Yeah. She's had a bit of a butch glow up. Mm. And she looks fucking phenomenal. This is unrelated, but <laughs> if she's not just like a stone cold gay icon yeah, yeah, right yeah, now yeah, at yeah, this yeah. point in history and time, I do not know what's going on because she's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then she wears this like really fucking awesome suit at some point oh. as well. And she's got this short anyway. Oh my God. The, gay, the I, gay part of me is was, hot and frothy for it yeah. in a very big way. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Crushing her big time. Oh, yeah. But yeah, she looks great. I really enjoyed um, Captain Marvel. I mm, just, you know, too. and, and I, I know that passing the Bechdel test is uh, a fucking low bar, but it just kept <laughs> happening scene after scene after scene because there are enough female characters for them to share a scene together and talk about another character who is also a woman. And I just, I kept, I kept noticing it, mm. despite the fact that I was also really entranced by the movie, but I kept going, <laughs> it's another Bechdel scene. It's another Bechdel scene. It's another one. And it was very, I I found that really exciting for me. It's just, uh, God, and it's taken such a long time to get to that. But, yeah, such a awesome. Time. All those women characters were terrific. Annette Benning is amazing and mm. gets to play two characters. Ah, bah, I love it. Ah, bah. Uh, the supreme intelligence. That's exactly. a good. That's like, oh, that's like being God, a that's genius. Right. That's it like is. a certificate of genius. Certificate. It's exactly the same. <laughs> Are there other things we've been watching, listening to, absorbing that we'd like to share with the group? Apart from Avengers Endgame. I am... If we segue into a book club. Mm. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, Read on my holidays last week. 
no, it was the week before last now, my Easter holidays, um, a Joan Didion book, which I had <gasps> never I read before. Because um, it's not, a, it's not a, a novel or a non-fiction book per se. It is um, just some of her journals that were published in 2017. So it's sort of bits of stuff. And uh, the first, it's called South and West. I and got the first it. Bit, the first bit is about a month-long journey through the South in the US that she did, sort of with mind to writing a story, but she actually never wrote the story. And so it's her journey from her journals from her travel through the South, and um, and then the second bit is journals from some time in California, which is where she's from. Mm. But. Um, the journey through the South was just absolutely fascinating. It's, you know, a smart woman with an inquiring mind in a different environment than the one that she's used to, who's just capturing moments and people. And it's it's just so cool that it, it sort of, as a journalist, as someone who's trying to be a journalist, um, gave me or re-upped, I guess, uh, a vision on the world that you can have as someone moving through it, yeah. that you can just sort of capture the the minute and the nuances of the people around you rather than everything you write having to sort of be general themes and big, you know. It's, mm. So it's like it's non-fiction writing, mm. but with the sort of the warmth and the intimacy of fiction writing. And it was just her journals, like her the journals are incredible. Yeah, yeah they're that, unfinished. I mean, the mind-blowing thing for me reading that was that the, these are her unpolished notes. These yeah. are sort of first drafts. Yeah, and they're amazing. such a beautiful writer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I felt it's not a particularly long book, but it just sort of I felt renewed by it mm. somehow as as a as a writer that, and it just oh, felt uniquely like feminine mm. as well. Do you know what I mean? It was really observational, but in a way that was warm and non-judgmental. Even when she was sort of talking about people who were quite weird, mm. mm-hmm. it was very funny as well. Yeah, which is always oh, great. That sounds great. Yeah. That's so lovely. that's my my recent book club. Edition. That reminds me of, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but a book that I just like devoured um, was Leah McFall's collection of essays. I'm oh. doing a session with her at the oh. Dunedin Writers Festival on Saturday. She is stunning, isn't she? She's so good. Confidential. Confidential, yeah. And it's just all about, I mean, she is, she kind of owns it herself that she's works from home. You should, you'd call her a housewife in the traditional sense. And she's just so fucking funny yeah and so observant of like again like you say it's you don't always have to be writing about climate change or racism you know these huge sorts of topics and everything you do and she just manages to just pick the tiniest little things that happen to her and they're like can be hilarious but also like extreme explorations of like grief and loss and family and it's yeah it really it was one of those books that made me go like Fuck, writing awesome. is actually good. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it doesn't feel like that yeah. when you have to do it for a job. Yeah. But yes, I, I recommend that yeah. as well. Awesome. Yeah. What about you, Michelle? I'm reading books for the Dunedin Festival and the Auckland Writers Festival. And I, yeah, I, I don't feel like I want to talk about those because they're still in the process in my head. Mm-hmm. So instead, I'm going to do something ridiculous and talk about a book that I have on my bedside table that I haven't got started reading yet. <laughs> Love it. But I cannot wait to get to it. And it's by Bryn Tannehill, um, who's a um, was a Navy pilot and is now a writer and activist. And it's called Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Trans. And it's a collection mm-hmm. of her essays, um, uh, 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 all of the arguments that... Uh, 
that people throw up and the negative arguments about um, transgender people and and there's lots of data in it and and some personal stories as well so cool. and it's so yeah it's a really handy book I think well it's I'm sure it will be when I've read it <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I cannot wait to dive into that because it's um, the little bit that I have read of it um, it just it feels like really nice storytelling too mm-hmm. yeah cool it's lovely I also just wanted to shout out a great article that I read by um, Maddie Holden, beloved sometimes spin-off contributor, which is called Why So Much Hate for the Instagram Model? And oh. it's just quite an in- Instagram model as in models on Instagram, not the, the model as a, I don't know. Structure and <laughs> And it's just quite an interesting sort of another look at the conventional sort of influencer look and why there's so much hate, particularly for women who do this for a job as in kind of profit off the way they look or their following um, and that it's rooted in misogyny just like everything else. So you need to kind of examine the knee-jerk reactions to those sorts of people on Instagram, which is something I always find really interesting and sometimes quite difficult to do. Yeah, it is difficult because it can can just be so brutally vapid. Totally. That you just... in that moment, sometimes I just hate the world when I'm on Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. But then you have to remember that men, there are men influencers who do pretty much the same thing, who are just shirtless in outdoor settings, who are getting paid to have some kind of outdoor brand in yep. the photo, doing exactly the fucking same thing. Yep. Everyone's like, cool, bro, love your shit, bro. Like, they don't get and anywhere near the hate that women get. They've got to have, like, a horse or a dog or something, Got a dog, they? a tent. They can't yeah. even A just... tent perched on some really <laughs> ridiculously high cliff. That no one would ever actually camp on. Yeah. Unless they'd made a mistake. Oh, actually, there's a very good Instagram account called Did You Really Sleep There? (laughs) Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. Um, A friend of mine, Rebecca White, who's the editor of New Zealand Geographic, was posting about it. Did You Really Sleep There? I think it's called. And it's just a compilation of people who've... (laughs) posted these stupid aspirational camping photos. Oh my god, this is amazing. In places where basically if you slept in it after half an hour your tent would fall off that cliff and you would die. That is so cool. Or it's you did not sleep oh, there. Oh, you did not yeah. sleep there. <laughs> or you'd fall through the ice or whatever. Yeah. That's very good. Oh my god, that's hilarious. That's really fun. That's so funny. So yeah, influencer bros exist as well. So if you're going to go after the women, mm, go after yeah. the dudes as well. Totally. Yeah. It's also been particularly interesting. I um, I was unpacking this, I think, in the office with you a bit. There was quite a prominent influencer who's not the first, not the last, but kind of locally that I've seen got a Brazilian butt lift mm. in her Instagram story in quite graphic detail. Michelle's shaking her head. I'm trying to understand what a Brazilian around. butt lift is. It's where they take fat from other parts of your body and juice it into your bum cheeks to make give you the kind of the oh, big Kardashian, a Kardashian bum. But sort of, yeah. Why is it yeah. called a Brazilian butt I don't. I don't want to know think, the answer. I guess maybe because Brazilian bikini. They've got uh, quite a developed b- plastic surgery culture as well. Okay. So potentially it's a surgery that just was developed there. In maybe. Brazil. Yeah. Okay. I will stop asking questions and just yeah, picture no, it. Yeah. No. It's it's just interesting. I feel like it's. I find that another very complicated realm to sort of dissect. My my knee jerk reaction was quite shocked and I'll admit judgmental being like, I just don't know if that's like a positive thing to put out there. I'm not sure. But then I spot when I was doing this interview for another story talking to Ali Garrett again, who's 
not only a fat, a fat activist, but she calls herself plastic surgery positive. She gets her lips done and she was like, you know, it's, it's really interesting to talk about because where do you draw the line? I mean, as soon as you wake up and have a shower and start putting makeup on, you're changing your appearance. Yeah. But when there's a scalpel or yeah. a, a needle or something more permanent involved, people start to get funny about yeah. things. And I was like, that's really interesting because by the same token, if I saw a girl who had a butt like that and had got it from going to the gym and doing squats for however long it takes to do that, I, I've never done a squat before, um, <laughs> I would be sure like, good on is. you. I'd yeah. be like, good on you, girl. But because it was kind of like not earned or something, yeah, I had this weird knee-jerk yeah. reaction to it. It made me be like, oh, okay, that's interesting. That's interesting Yeah, that I kind of felt that way. And I've sort of changed I guess my initial reaction to it I was like maybe it's better that people see this is the reality of getting this butt this is how it looks this is the journey you have to go on to get it yeah, it's well, not that's easy true. most people would just sort of hide that process away totally. and then just one day show up with an amazing butt yeah but as like, someone who's like I said not that great with medical stuff oh yeah <laughs> oh god some of the images that she was putting on her Facebook of just like bloodied butt pads that she'd been like lying and sitting on I was like oh my god and it's full on yeah for me personally it was the best way to ensure I will never get something like that done right Yeah. to be honest like I was just looking at it going it's not worth it and I'd be interested to know how many other people felt the same way so for me the two questions that are for, that always pop into my head are who are you doing this for? Mm. And you know, the answer could be there are a million answers to that. Mm. And and it, it, it yeah. And the other is what are you what are you not doing by doing this? And that's I mean that's that, these are my personal filters for, mm. for why I wouldn't do that because I it, I wouldn't it's not something I want but I can also entirely see that it is something that somebody else might want and that you know but I just I always think just try and run stuff through those two filter questions mm. who, who you you know and you know in the, our hair episode we asked I asked people in the street you know who do you shave mm. for and they were oh, for me if yeah. you lived alone on a desert island would you shave no yeah. So it's not just for you. It's not just for how it feels. And that's fine. Just ask yourself that question. Yeah, be, be a bit honest. Yeah. Mm. I just find it also fascinating. Mm. It is. We're in some kind of frontier what? right yeah. now. Yeah. I guess I, I, you know, then I wonder after you've done a major body reshapement, is that a word? <laughs> like that. And the fashion changes, what do you do? Do you undo? Mm. Well, that's another interesting element of it as well. It's like the the trend mm. is also interesting because a lot of it's borrowing from black bodies yeah, traditionally, absolutely. Mm-hmm. which you know throughout history have not been celebrated or Ooh. put on a pedestal in that same way. And now there are my teenage body is now what is incredibly fashionable. Mm. But when I was a teenager, yeah. no boobs and no butt Twiggy. was incredibly fashionable. I mean, not Twiggy. That was the 60s. Kate yeah. Moss, yeah. yeah. You know, but chic. like, brutally unfashionable. And I was beautiful when I was a teenager, if I'm like honest. like com- I mean, like in a conventional beauty standards mm. kind of a way. I was tiny with a giant ass and big boobs. Mm. I'm what people are getting plastic surgery to get. And I just woke up every day going, oh, gross. Yeah. yeah. Just looking in the mirror and just seeing everything as being too big and which makes you look too ethnic or whatever, you yeah. know. But So it is entirely plausible that in 20 years 
the the butts are going to be like a very bad idea, fashion mm. or trend wise. Mm. Mm. In which case, just I don't know why bother. <laughs> yeah, someone's yeah. eventually going to decide, no matter what you look like, that it's wrong. Mm. Mm. I mean, that's my take on it. But that, also, I'm just scared of needles and scalpels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't even get a bloody flu shot, mate. <laughs> Everyone at work got flu shots, oh. and I just think. Is it that strong? Thanks the herd for inoculating me and <laughs> moved wow. on with my life. Oh, wow. Oh, it's good. Sorry. <laughs> You're like, that's why I don't do it. I'm just body positive. <laughs> <laughs> if my body yeah. wants to give me the flu virus, then that's entirely up to my body. One day, much. the flu will be really fashionable. <laughs> yeah. You people will want the flu, and you won't be able to have it because you had your. <laughs> oh dear. All right. We've come to the end. I think it's time to do some Kia ora Queenies of the month. Kia Queenie. There's a lot for me. I've got heaps. Oh, what have you got, Michelle? I just I want to do a shout out for Anne Jury um, from New Zealand Women's Refuge for uh, her strong words uh, about um, Brian Tamaki cancelling a meeting with him because uh, because of the hoo ha, the boo ha ha that we all heard about. That you know he wanted to be in prisons, but he didn't actually make an application, and then he used some very violent language to describe what had happened to him on Twitter, uh, describing it as akin to a gang rape. And at which point Ange Jury said, you know, that meeting we were going to have to talk about your Man Up program uh, and involving Women's Refuge New Zealand, we're not going to do that because we don't think you get it. So I love hearing women like that with that, all those years of experience and that no-nonsense voice of hers, I bloody love it, um, speaking (laughs) out. So so she's my Kia ora Ange Jury. Uh, my mm. Kia Queenie is um, Casta Semenya. Actually, yeah. maybe we should have talked about this more, but yeah. technically it's a May issue, so maybe we could talk about her more next month. But um, she's the double Olympic medalist who was deemed to be having creating too much testosterone in her body and is now required to uh, have have hormone treatment so that her to hormone reduce. levels are closer to a woman's in order that? to compete. Because apparently, as a woman, athletes should uh, strive for average rather yeah. than celebrate yeah. their genetic yeah. Um, yeah. quirks. And yeah. as had, but as has been pointed out, when you are naturally blessed with genetic quirks as man. Like Michael Phelps, who produces half the amount of lactic acid as everyone else, which is why he can swim for fucking years without stopping. That's a medical miracle. With his double-jointed ankles so that he can flap his way through the water. But the fact that uh, Cassisomenia was born with more testosterone is no. That's a no-no. That must be treated. And her treatment since has been just a disgusting mix of racism and sexism and misogyny. And she... Not just because of what has happened to her, but the reason she is my Kyoto Queenie is because she has handled it with such incredible grace. Mm, and she's mm-hmm. just been such an amazing, I like considering what she's going through, you know, I would just be. And even in the midst of it all, she just keeps winning races. And races. she just keeps winning yeah. <laughs> while she's allowed to, yeah. I guess. That's um, but yeah. That, um, the white woman who came like six. Oh my god. In the race, the boo hoo hoo lady was crying on camera. It's just not fair. Becky, sit down. Yeah. 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 Wowee. Yes, Queen. Yeah, we will talk about that more next time. Thanks for that, Leonie. Also, um, I would like to nominate Louise Hutt, 
who I know oh, is a ragger. Oh, yeah. Who has, I think it was last night on Twitter, made a big announcement, said there's only so many times you can ask your leaders to take action on climate change to represent people who aren't their voters and to centre our well-being until you just have to step up and do it yourself. I'm running for mayor <gasps> of Hamilton West. <laughs> yes! And I was just like... Yes, Louise. Kia ora Queenie Louise. Yeah, yeah Queenie. That's how you do it. Just Louise for mayor. Louise for mayor. That's the official stance from the rack. I don't know who else is running Hamilton. Don't I'm going to move to Hamilton. Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. They've got some pretty <laughs> terrible councillors Yeah, they do. Let's be honest. Yeah, they've got some people they don't need. That's right. I was talking to some journalists from Hamilton on a Friday, mm-hmm. and there's lots of different pla- like places within council in Hamilton and the different Hamilton regions where people run without any opposition whatsoever all the time. And so they're just automatically elected. So mm. make a difference where you can. Yep. Like Louise. Get in there, Louise. Be like Louise. Be more like Louise. And also Lizzo. <laughs> Lizzo! <laughs> that album, Cause I Love You, I've listened to every single day oh, since it came you. out last month. Just phenomenal. Feel good. Empowering. Doesn't give a fuck. Does not loves give herself. A fuck. Loves herself. In and out. <sighs> Looks great as a result of loving herself. Do you know what I mean? Like totally. everything she wears and does, and she just because she's just out here wearing like skimpy lingerie on her big beautiful black body, and because she loves herself. It just looks amazing every single time. It's amazing. I mean, it looks amazing anyway, but you yeah, know what I mean. Totally. I'm glad that the world has come around to Lizzo because I don't want to be all like, a, I'm such an early adopter. Yeah. But I literally have been listening to her for like two years and now the world wow. is like, hey, what about this lady? It's you're so like, exciting. You're like a thought leader. <laughs> you thought, are. I'm, I'm a Lizzo genius. Let's just put that out there. Oh, Tina, we need lots of certificates. <laughs> all right, and that's the end of the episode. If you enjoyed this... <laughs> Please watch our TV show as well. Tell all your mates about it. We're, I'm really keen to yeah. break break through. Let's get some. I'll tell you what, the men don't love <laughs> men don't love our that's show. A, that's a really good. That's an endorsement because that's kind of the, well, it's not the point, but it's a really pleasant byproduct. The grumpy man on Facebook. Ladies, it was one grumpy man on Facebook. To be fair, no. yeah. I what remember was the, it all. the comment? Was his was shit, but the response was very good. Yeah, he posted. We, we shared the episode two about body hair, and he said now watch all the men leave the room dot 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 and then all these women kind of replied and were like that's all good not all rooms are for you yeah <laughs> so true <laughs> my friend really awesome thank you so much for listening thank you again to the women's bookshop please go and support them because they support us yes. and we'll talk to you next month Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.